welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. The enlightening of Peniel. Peniel. Let's go to Genesis chapter 32. Genesis chapter 32, verse 22. And he rose that night and took his two wives, and, uh, and uh, to, took his two wives, his two female servants, and his 11 sons, and crossed over the ford of Jabok. I almost wanted to title today's message, they're crossing, they're crossing at Jabok. Jabok is a very interesting place. All right, so when he got to Jabok, they're crossing, what he did was, he took his two wives, his two female servants, 11 sons, and crossed over the fort of Jabok. He took them, sent them over the brook, and sent over what he had. Verse 24, then Jacob was left alone. So he sent them across, the crossing, at the crossing of Jabok, he sent them over, and then he stayed there. At the crossing. Because he, he, there are times you have to be left alone. To have a successful work with God, you must learn and you must learn how to be alone at times. Yes. You must learn it. The act of silence. But the act of silence, the act of retreating. Retreat, withdraw from day-to-day activities. Withdraw. That's called, it's called retreat. Just to spend time alone with God. When some of us got born again, we were taught that every now and then, besides quiet time, Every now and then, you have to go for a retreat. We call it waiting. I'm going for waiting. Maybe it take three days, four days, five days, depending on your schedule. Some people can even take two weeks. But, so he was left alone, watch this. When Jacob was left alone. A man wrestled with him until the breaking of day, verse 25. Now, when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket, the socket of his hip. One of the translations, I think in says the hollow of his thigh. Say he touched. So he touched the hollow of his socket and the hollow of Joseph's thigh, the hollow of his thigh. Jacob's thigh was out of joint and he wrestled with him. The guy was still wrestling. God was wrestling with him. He wasn't prevailing. Last week I spoke about it. I don't know what God is trying to be dealing with you about, but he's not winning. God is not winning because you are determined that you are not giving this thing up. As for church, I will go. But ah, this thing, I can't stop. <laughs> I can't stop. And God has been wrestling with you. Wrestling with you. And he's not prevailing. If he loves you, he will give you a mortal blow. He will hit you in such a way that there's no way you can walk normal. You can't stand. He will disconnect your, your hip joint. The strength of your, of your life. The strongest part of the human body is in the hip the strongest joint is here. So the lodging, remember last week, the lodging of your natural man, the natural strength. Every one of us have got our natural strengths. Natural strength. Some of us, our natural strength is in our intelligence. Some of us, our natural strength is in our beauty. Some of us, our natural strength is in our emotions. We can cry any moment to control everybody. <laughs> Some of us, our natural strength is in the, our education. It's in our family background. And some of us, the things we are going through, is not, not the devil who is beating you. 
It's, it's God who is allowing something so that he can touch your natural strength. He can put it out of joint so you will learn how to depend on him. That's what the wilderness life will do. Sometimes he has to drive you into the wilderness to learn obedience by the many things you suffer. He will teach you obedience through suffering. Jesus, Bible said, Jesus learned obedience through suffering. So suffering is not always an enemy. Sometimes suffering, suffering is your helper. So sometimes certain things may happen, but it's for your good. Joseph said, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. You saw me getting rid of me, but I didn't know that when you were trying to get rid of me, you were pushing me into destiny. So please be careful how you sorrow when things are not going the way you thought they should. Be careful. Jacob was left alone and God wrestled with him. Let me add, there's something I want to pull out because there's Spaniel. And verse 25, and he said, let me go. And he said, verse 26, I'm sorry. He said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Jacob loved the blessing. Verse 27, so he said to him, what is your name? He said, my name is Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have wrestled with God and with men and have prevailed. And Jacob asked, saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob called the name of the place, what? Peniel. Called the name of the place, what? Peniel. And what's the meaning of Peniel? For I have seen God face to face, and my life has been preserved. Face to face. Peniel means face to face with God. Face to face with God. Usually there are always things in our lives that are toxic to our greatness and where God is taking us to. But incidentally, they are the things that our lives are built around. It's called your natural man, the strength of your life there. We have certain dispositions that there are a lot of Christians who are very um, proud about one or two things and when you investigate it very carefully, it is all on the natural flesh. The natural flesh, your natural man. So when we talk about the uh, God dealing with you or giving you a mortal blow, that thing that is the strength of your life, that you are so confident in, he will dislodge it, he will break it, he will attack it. So that when he's ready for you, you will say, I can't do it. You will say, Paul puts it this way in Philippians chapter 3, verse 3. That was a very interesting text. Someone say hallelujah. hallelujah. Philippians chapter 3 verse 3. It says that, mm, For we are the circumcision who worship God in the, spirit, in, in the spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. Though, watch this, though I also might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone else think he may have confidence in the flesh, I, more so. So if you talk about my background, my training, my education, my looks, my beauty, my intelligence, my understanding, oh, my English, huh, man, when I dress and people look at me, they even think I'm a fashion designer. So, so, so we build our lives around these strengths. When we were in school, everybody used to say, oh, as for you, are a very nice person. 
Some of us, we even build our lives around the strength because we are naturally meek, naturally calm. So we build around, that's for me, I'm calm, you know. I'm very humble, you know. I'm, very, I'm a giver. Anything you are able to do well, it is easy for you to build your, your natural philosophy around it. Your life philosophy around it because that's your safe zone. That's your strength. But not God. And when God meets you, he, he has to strip you. He has to dislodge that first. So when he fought with Jacob, Jacob was not praying. He was not praying. He dislodged it. Paul said, if anyone have any reason to boast in the flesh, I first. Even more. Then he begins to elaborate on some of the things that he could boast of. Yeah, verse 5. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews. Wow. Concerning the law of Pharisee. Hey, Paul. He said, he said, he said, you want to talk about, talking about what people have? A Hebrew of Hebrews. That's a serious one. He, he said, of the, of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of he, the Hebrews, concerning the law, a Pharisee. Next verse. Concerning zeal, persecuting the church. Concerning righteousness, which is of the Lord, blameless. What are you talking about? Paul. See, you, you want to say, I, you can be shouting, what is it, revolution? Me, I was actually going out, killing people. You are sitting here shouting revolution. For us, see, I know the law. We, we help people to enforce the law. We are the custodians and uh, supervisors of the law. Pharisees. Those days when Pharisees were zealous, Pharisees were, were distinct. Like the strong adherence of what God has said. Because at that time, materialism and so many things were, the Pharisees were determined to stick straight to the law and even add some more. So if the law, the law, the law, the law says that wake up 6 a.m. to pray, they say, in fact, in order not to break the law, wake up 4.30. And so by six, they are far away. Pharisee, persecuting the church, zealous. Go, go, put it on the screen, please, for me. Persecuting the church, zealous. The right, concerning the righteousness that is in the law, doing what is right based on the law. I was blameless. Verse seven, look at verse seven. This is, he said, but say, but. What things were gained to me? Uh, uh, these I have counted lost for Christ. Now, God, that's where he starts from, the God of Jacob. He will teach you how to count some things lost for Christ. He will drill it into you if he's going to raise you and take you to where he's taking you to. He will drill it. He will let some church folks offend you. No, he will, tell, he will not tell them to come and offend you, but he will allow them. He will allow situations to build you for where you are going. God is taking you somewhere. Amen. So he will, he will take you through the process of drilling some things into you, of stripping some things off you so that when he's finished with you, you can say, yes, this is all God. Now, what, what, face to face, Penel means the face of God. It also means the light of God. The light of God. You've seen the light of God. will just shine light on the things that you used to boast of. God will suddenly you'll be thinking like Paul thought. All these things, they don't, they don't mean anything actually. I just, I didn't realize that they don't mean, car, what is it? 
house. What is it? Job, what is it? But they don't mean anything again. Suddenly you realize that all this shit don't mean anything. All this flashback don't mean anything. It's like a woman who is in labor. Hairstyle, come on. Makeup, what to walk up? It don't matter. Because suddenly you begin to see what matters. God, when he, in Peniel, he shines his light on you. It's also called insight or illumination. I'll speak a, bit, a little bit, I don't know my end on that. He will shine his light on you. And suddenly there are things that you've always boasted of. You've always been proud of. Suddenly, you look at it. Let's look at what Paul said. Look, put it on the screen again. Huh. But the things which are gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Look at verse 8. Verse 8 said, yes, indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and counted them as rubbish. The Greek word translated rubbish actually translates a, a dung. Okay, so some translations use dung. Or the actual, the actual word, what it means is like a used menstrual cloth. Yeah, that's that, the original Greek word. A used menstrual cloth. Who has anything to do? He said, watch this. What does he consider as a used menstrual cloth? He said, and he says that for, yes, I did. I count them, I count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. What does he count as rubbish? All these things he knows. All these circumcised on the eighth day. All this Hebrew of Hebrew. Pharisee of Pharisees. And all the, all the credentials. He says that when I begin to realize who Christ is, just to know him, I realize that all these things are, I'm even ashamed to say, to say that this are the things. Even ashamed. This is the gospel. Your natural strength. Can you imagine? He said, I count them as done. Time will not permit me. Let me show you something. Mom, Moses, someone say Moses. Moses. Say Moses. Moses. Moses was, ay, Moses was well-learned. Well-learned. In Acts chapter 7, verse 22, Bible said that Moses was trained. And, uh, Acts 7, 22. 22 and Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was what? Mighty in what? In what? Mighty in what? Remember that. Worse and deed. In Exodus chapter 4, verse 10. Exodus chapter 4, verse 10. Then when God called Moses, and Moses said, oh Lord, I'm not eloquent. Ah. This guy is mighty in words. Now when God was calling, he said, Lord, I'm not eloquent. <laughs> Lord, I'm not eloquent. Neither before, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant. But I'm slow of speech and slow of tongue. I can't speak. I, 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 God. And God said, don't worry. I'm, Psalm 1 verse 11. He said, I've spoken to Aaron. He's going to come. He said, I made the mouth. The death, the sin, or the blind. Have not I the Lord? Verse 12. Verse 12. Now therefore go. I'll be with your mouth and teach you what you should say. Then the guy was still having problems. He said, oh, go to the next verse. But he said, oh Lord, please, send by the hand of whoever you else may send. Don't send me. Now, why is, why is Moses suddenly say, don't send me? Listen, this is after 40 years in the wilderness. Before the 40 years in the wilderness. What was it? Before the 40 years in the, in, in the wilderness. Acts chapter 7 verse 22. He was mighty. The wizard, so he was sent to Egypt. So Egypt, Moses. Ah, me, I know Egypt like my, 
It's like someone saying that I know every corner in London. I can drive through everywhere. No, I know London. I can be lost. I know. Okay. And Moses now go to Egypt. I, I, you should know it very well. I can't go. Oh, but that's what Now, when he was 40 years old, that's talking about Moses before God met him. 40 years. He came into his heart to visit his brethren, the children of Israel. And what happened? Verse 24. And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended and avenged him who was oppressed and struck down the Egyptian. Ah! Let's go to the next verse. For he supposed that his brethren would understand. Listen to this. His brethren would have understood that God would deliver them by his hand. And they did not understand. He thought they would think that, yeah. So, listen. For him to think they would think God would deliver them through his hand. Obviously, he thought he was going to help them. He thought he was a deliverer. Guys, I will help you. Don't worry. Okay. I'll sort you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you, don't, you need a job, don't worry. Don't. Just give me a call. 26, I'll finish that. 26, the next day, he, uh, the, the next day he, appeared, uh, he appeared to two of them as they were fighting and tried to reconcile them, saying, Men, you are bre- brethren. Why do you wrong one another? Go to the next verse quickly. By he, by he who did his neighbor wrong, push him away, saying, Who made you a ruler of uh, a judge of us? Verse 28, do you want to kill me as you did the Egyptian yesterday? And then verse 29, then as the saying, Moses fled and became a dweller in the land of Midian where he had two sons. Verse 30, and when 40 years had, years had passed. Let's all say that together. One more time. So after 40 years, God appears to him. He said, Moses, I will send you. He said, me, I can't talk. So when 40 years after, the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire in the wilderness of Mount Sinai, verse 31, verse 31, when Moses saw it, he marveled at the sight and drew near to observe the voice, and the voice came, verse 32, verse 32, saying, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and um, your father's, uh, verse, th- verse 30, 33, verse 33, and eventually, I want to, let's get to verse 35. 35, get to verse 35, see. This Moses, watch this, this Moses who they rejected, saying, who made you a ruler and a judge is the one God sent to be a ruler and a deliverer by the hand of the angel who appeared to you in the bush. Now, the point here is, he thought he could help them. When he was in the height of his strength, they rejected him. They proved to him that it's not your beauty that is going to work for you. They proved to him not your education that is going to work for you. They proved to him not your eloquence that is going to work for you, not your mother, not your father, not who you know, not your background. They proved to him that it's not working. I know there are people here, things are not working. Things that normally it should, work, it should have worked for you, it's not working. Normally it should have worked, it's not working. You are praying, but see, as you are praying, your mind is on that thing because even if God doesn't show up, this thing will work anyway. Moses! Now, when they rejected him, after 40 years, God has broken him, dealt with him. God said, now I want to send you. He said, me, I can't go. The same person they refused. God said, you are going back there. Call them again for a job. They will give it to you this time. Hallelujah. God has a way of working the toxin out of our lives. But that is the God of Jacob. uh, uh, The God of Jacob. The God of Jacob, the thing that will stop you from rising. That lead, that will make you sink under the water. He's targeting it to melt it out of your system. But it comes with heat. Which many of us don't like. Many of us like. And some of you know God is working on you. Am I talking to somebody? 
Tell God, God, work on me more. Oh, say, God, work on me more. The wilderness life is to help you. Face to face, Peniel means face to face, and you need the enlightenment of Peniel. You meet God at that place. He shines light on the things that you think are great, but you find out later, because under his light, you find out they are rubbish. And then you change your approach, and it begins to work for you. Because of my time, I have to end here. But I'm prophesying over somebody that God will help you. I prophesy strength over your life that you'll be able to go through this season. You'll be able to go through this season. It's a season of polishing. It's a season of refining. It's a season of preparation for greatness. In the name of Jesus. I speak over your life that nothing will stand in the way of what God is planning to do for you. If you believe, shout a living amen. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, Follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Caris Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.